welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we are going to be discussing The Single Life. So again, don't have any hot goss. Um, we're just going to jump right into the episode and we'll do hot goss for love and tra- um, all of the translation, sorry. 90 Day Diaries. So let's get into it. So, Single Life, Season 4, Episode 8. Chantel gets a taste. Ooh. Okay, so Chantel, let's get right into her. So, she thinks, you know what? I could live here. I could definitely live here. When she doesn't fucking know the man, she's already thinking about living here. Anyway, we're headed to a festival that Giannis has invited her to. And we arrive there. Again, this is going to be very quick, guys. Not a lot. We get there and we see a lot of people just dancing in a circle. And I yell, Opa! We're going to see some plates smashing. I would love nothing more than smash a plate. Give me a plate. I will smash it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she meets up with what they find, Giannis. And, you know, she hugs him. And she looks at him in such a way where she was definitely expecting a kiss. And that did not come. And she's like, okay. But anyway, she asks, so what kind of festival is this? Like, what are we doing here? What are we celebrating? Snails. Yeah, we're celebrating snails. She's like, I'm sorry, what? So this is a, a festival where they cook snails. And, um... Yeah. Um, no thanks. That's me. She's the same. Because she is like, um, um, what? This is a snail festival. And in the in the moment to make herself feel better, she's like, escargot. I, I, I know snails are escargot. I don't like escargot. <laughs> like, Honey, they snail. Just say it. It's okay. Sing us cargoes. You're going to make it any better. She likes, um, she says something else that she likes. Aphrodisiac, but I can't remember exactly which one she said. Uh, oysters? Oysters. That's what she said. She likes, she likes oysters, but she doesn't like snails because I guess because of the fact that oysters are aphrodisiac, and I'm like, that, they're, or other things you can have them. I'm not fucking putting an oyster in my mouth either. I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care what it will do for me. Okay. I don't, I don't care. I'll figure something else out. I'm fine on that. Anyway. Um, but she's like, I'm not putting a fucking snail in my mouth. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I, I'm not fucking doing it. And the snails arrive, and he puts a f- snail on a fork, ew, and he's like, you ready? Yeah. And there's no way in fucking hell I am a picky fucking eater. I'll admit this. I'm not putting a fucking snail in my fucking mouth. You can fuck off with that shit. And I think in her head, she's thinking the same thing I am. But she's like, okay. And her friend Destiny's just like, just, just one, just one, that's fine, just one. And it gets in her mouth, like, okay, chew, 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 chew it, swallow it, put it down there, down the chute, let's go, let's do this. But, mm, she, uh, she can't handle it. And I think she spits it out, and she says it tastes like snot. Now, 
Chantel, I have a question. How do you know what snot tastes like? Because I sure as hell don't know what snot tastes like. I mean, it does make me want to barf. So I'm going to stop saying the word because I'm like, ooh. But, you know, how do you know? Anyway, she says, okay, so you're supposed to give me a kiss. Okay, again, asking for a kiss, like verbally asking for a kiss. If you have to ask, then he doesn't want to. Like it's one thing if you look up what she, what she did, though. She did do that, but he didn't catch the signal. But I don't, in my, in my experience, I don't ask for kisses. I just look at my boyfriend and I go, mm, and he knows. I just do, I just do the, mm, and he knows. <laughs> That's me non-verbally asking for a kiss. That's just like, he should just know. You don't have to, you should have to ask verbally for a kiss, you know? Um, but he does kiss her, but as she says, and I also described it as, it was a weak-ass kiss. He didn't even try. He's not interested in her. Which, again, not necessarily, I'm not expecting him to be into her, but this is pretty bad. Anyway. She expected, like, he would be cuddling with her and, you know, like, loving on her. And I'm like, well, he can't, like, cuddle you in a festival. I mean, personally, like, I don't know if the better solution would have been for her to sit beside him instead of them sitting across from each other. But, I don't know, I think maybe sitting across from each other would have been a great idea if you guys were actually talking to each other but he's not even talking to her. He's not paying attention to her. Let's get to that part now. So, um, she's feeling ignored because she is being ignored. And she's wondering, maybe I am just getting ahead of myself. And the, the answer to that question is yes, Chantel, you have definitely gotten ahead of yourself with this one. You're so quick to want to be in a relationship. They're not giving yourself the time to heal from the last one you were in. You were with him for seven years. Listen, I have known my boyfriend for just after that. I could never move on as quickly as she's trying to do. I would be an absolute mess. And I have experienced that, actually. And I've tried to do. Because you, honestly, I'm going to say this. She's not doing it because she wants to be in a relationship because of, you know, maybe because she wants to be a mother right away or any of those things. She's doing it because, or even if she doesn't want to be alone, which I think is partly it. But I think she is rushing into this relationship with Giannis or any other man because she's trying to get over Pedro. Because that is what I tried to do. And guess what? It doesn't work. You can't get over someone by trying to get under another. Even though, like, that might make you forget for a little bit. <laughs> but it doesn't help. It is because they live in your heart. Pedro lives in her heart. Your heart does not heal that quickly. It just doesn't. So she has to allow herself the time to heal and move on and get over what he did to her or what she feels he did to her. There's no question he did something. He he left her. And that's really hard. I don't know necessarily if I agree with everything they accuse him of, but he did leave her. 
appreciated. And that's an abandonment thing issue that she's dealing with. She needs therapy, not a new boyfriend. So, yeah, there's that. Um, anyway, she asks him, what do you think about our chemistry? And he thinks, yeah, I think we have great chemistry. Um, and then he just kind of goes right back to talking to his friends. And, well, not right away, but she says, like, you know, you know, you seem quite quiet or like whatever. Or are you shy? I think it was a question she asked him. And he says, well, it's not that I'm shy. I just need a lot of time to, you know, get to know somebody. Um, but, and I not rush into things. But then here comes his friends and he's ignoring her again. And she tries to have, like, try to get his attention and he's completely oblivious. And I'm like, okay, like, you could try a little harder, but you're definitely trying hard or maybe not that hard, to not know her or get, ignore her, which just tells me he's not interested. And Destiny says, like, you, you're only here for a couple of more days. He's not even trying. Like, that kind of just goes to show, like, he's um not interested. He's just not that into you. But anyway, that's it for Chantel. Let's move on to... Natalie, again, not a lot. I feel like we didn't get like a whole lot for each person this time around, but anyway, we are right back to where we left off. Her walking into this restaurant and he goes to hug her, but she's like, no. And he's like, oh, great. <laughs> because he already knows what's about to happen, or at least she's going to have an attitude. And he tells her, your nails are cute. What? What? Like, that's what you have to say? Your nails are cute? Jesus. Anyway, he's like, why do you look sad? And she basically tells him that she feels like I've told you many times what I need and what I want, but it just feels like you don't want me. I moved here, and I thought maybe that would change things. But it still feels like what I do is not enough. And he says, I'm trying. And she's like, oh, you're trying. Josh, you're trying? You're tr she's like, it's been two years, sir. I have not seen your home, but you're trying. And he's like, oh, ooh. Like, he was, mm. okay. And she's like, I'm one in a million woman. <laughs> like, you're never going to find me again. And she then goes into, and this was fucking brutal, yo. She's like, you're fucking weak. And I cannot be with a weak man. Oh my god. I don't know if it's almost so much that he's weak, but he's, he's a man who has a lot of responsibility. And he can't include a woman in there. He just can't. She feels like she's being treated as a regular Basically, I'm being treated as a fuck girl and not like the girl. It's basically what she's trying to say. And he's like, I'm not treating you like a regular girl. It's just that my life is complicated. I am trying, but maybe you should be with someone who, who doesn't have kids, who doesn't have maybe the same obligations that he does. And 
she gets very emotional, but this is exactly what she wants. I don't know, but she says she's tired of giving her all to someone and gets nowhere with that, which that's where her frustration is coming from. When you're on like husband number four, potentially, and, you know, and it just go nowhere, then, you know, but I mean, she left Mike for what felt like no apparent reason. Shit went downhill between her and Mike before she even went to the States because of something she did. They had this argument for whatever reason I can't even remember now, but she threw the ring at him. She did that. She has been the one who's sabotaged things. Not yeah, not the guy. Because again, she's grouping everybody into this, not just Josh. Now, do I think Josh could have done better by, you know, inviting her to his fucking home? Yes, I do. He's hiding something. But, you know, ultimately, though, this guy has done a lot that I think, you think Mike would have done that? Absolutely not. He wouldn't have gotten her an apartment or a home to live in. He wouldn't have gotten her a car, quote unquote, to give her to, to drive in. He wouldn't have done any of those things. And I think to myself, okay, so if we're breaking up with Josh, who's paying for all of that shit? Because now what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? She basically tells him at this point, I'm not interested in seeing you anymore. And yeah, she's like, it took me a long time to know that you don't want me. And um, she's like, I'm wasting no more time. And he says, I do like you. So he says, I do like you. But I think you need something else than what I can give you. And she says, men treat me bad. Mm, Lord. But I, 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 I hope she's being honest about this because I think this is exactly the things that Natalie needs to be telling herself so that she can start believing it and she can start living her life without this expectation of, I need a man. Because she says, I, you know, I don't need a man to make me happy. And she says, like, I end up with guys who make me weak. She needs kind of a man who is not going to make her weak. If that's the way she goes. But I get the idea that she is not going to, she's not going to wait around for a man to come around to give her what she needs. And we kind of see this next week, which I think is, is incredible. I, I don't know exactly what's happening, but I wonder if she's doing egg retrieval. And I wonder like, what took you so long? You should have been doing this from the minute she left Mike. Preserve your eggs. Cause like, why not? So, but yeah, she, I can, I kind of getting this feeling of, I can do this by myself. I'm going to stop wasting my time on men. And I think that is absolutely incredible. And how all she needs to do is also get therapy. It would be great. 
She's like, okay, well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> um, And she gets up and he does ask her for a hug. And this time she gives him a hug. And, um, and she walks away. And she goes and hugs a tree. Because why not? Let the tree ground her. And she says, like, I gave more than seven years of myself to Mike. I gave time to this guy almost two years. And she's like, I, I just can't. And she says, I, I get nowhere. Or she, I got no one. And she's crying at this point. She's like, I moved to this country. She may stay with mom. I have no friends. What am I going to do? And she's just, she's a mess, which again, yes. But Natalie, you didn't just move there because Josh, you moved there because that's where you want to be to try an acting career. And it so happens that that's where Josh, like, partly resides. But, um, yeah. She'll figure it out. But that's it for Natalie. Let's move on to John. It's an awkward drive. At the moment, he apologizes to Megan. He didn't expect it to go that way. And he says, I'm a little annoyed at Patrick. And I said, yeah, you should be. I'm a little annoyed at Patrick for you. I want to punch Patrick in the face because that's not nice. Why do you do any of that? Not cool, dude. Anyway, she does say, though, in another moment, that it would be a deal breaker if he did not want more kids, which we kind of know this already. So they go to a bar to get a drink because, y'all, they need one. And he knows he wants to be with her. And River, like he wants to be, he wants he wants the the family unit to be her, him, her, and River. He just doesn't necessarily want more kids. But you know what? He's sure there's a possibility that that could change. And I said, oh God. And she does think, and I do agree, that there is a possibility that you know, that someone can change their mind if they meet the right person. And maybe he just needs some time to make that change. And I said, okay, here's the thing. I hear what she's saying, but for me, how long does that take? How long will it take for you to change your mind on whether or not you want to have a child with me? Am I going to be wasting away while you figure it out? I don't know if I could do that. I really don't. I really don't think I could have done that. I need to know that the person, at least fundamentally, maybe you don't want them now, but fundamentally, just the, the, the basic, you know you want to be a father to biological children or whatever. That I can work with. That I can work with. But if you tell me that flat out you don't want to have kids, you never did. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust you. Could change your mind. Anyway. They then start talking about him moving. She says it kind of needs to be a deadline on that one. And he's on about the deadlines. And she's like, you know, if the move doesn't happen, then like, I don't think we can move forward. And he also doesn't like the ultimatum. So he doesn't want either deadlines or ultimatums. But it's the next day. Megan is heading back to Texas. And 
you know, things didn't go as planned, he says. And he says he definitely wants to be with her. And I believe him. I believe he wants to be with her. I just don't know what's holding him back. Well, maybe what's holding him back is the fact that there's supplies and ultimatums. I don't know. But she says, you know, take this time to kind of figure out where we're going. Um, They can both kind of take the time. And they'll be sh- and make sure that you're sure. And he says, I am 100% sure. And he keeps telling her that, but she can kind of tell, like, she doesn't believe me. So, they get to the airport, and they're saying their goodbyes. And John's now leaving to go home. And all of a sudden, he's just kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think the car is smoking. And he pulls over, and uh, he opens the hood of the trunk, and uh, hood of the car, sorry. And he's like, well, I'm no mechanic, but something tells me that's not good. And he ends up getting a tow, and yeah, now he can't even go home. He's like, my car is fucked, my relationship is fucked, this, this sucks. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, man. But anyway, that's it for John. Again, I felt like we just got, like, little bits for each person. We didn't... Well, except for Veronica. I have a full page here for Veronica and Jamal. But we, uh... We, uh... Definitely got, like, little bits for each. But anyway, let's do Veronica. So, they're on their way back to her place, and She's like, dinner was good, and Jamal and Tim are definitely cordial, and they've got, they're getting along, so it's great, right? He says, well, it did get awkward for him, though, when, um, you know, Tim was asking about, like, how he likes his steak and stuff like that, like, grown-ass man should know how to, how he likes his steak, basically. And she's like, no, I totally get it, because that pisses me off, too. Like, you saw how I answered. I'm like, you answered like you were, you know, gonna just order for him. I don't understand what her answer, but anyways, whatever. And then, um, he kind of says like, you know, I, I can't get over the fact that when we were decided we'd go exclusive and you didn't want to tell Tim because, you know, you, you act like you didn't want to tell him. And she's like, yeah, because I just want to hear his mouth about it. And he's like, well, what I don't understand, and I agree with him, what I don't understand is why does it have to be a big deal to tell Tim? And she's like, well, <laughs> Veronica, oh my God, how she decided to put these two things together is beyond me. But she says, well, why does it have to be a big deal that we tell your mom? What? He's like, bitch, that's my mom. That's different. That is my mother. Don't compare my relationship with my mom to your relationship with Tim. And he's like, she's like, it's the same thing. It's family. It's a, I, for me, it's chosen family, but it's still family. He's like, no, 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 no. That is my mom. He's like, you had sexual relations with Tim. There it is. And he's like, and my mom changed my diapers. It's not the same thing. And I agree with him here too. It is not the same thing. 
That is his mother who birthed him, who raised him, who took care of him, who's right now watching Pillow Talk saying, why am I being brought up? Like, you know what I mean? That is his mom. Tim is a man you met at a club one night and had a long-term relationship with, almost married, and yes, in Jamal's words, had sex with. Not the same thing. Not the same. And, no, not the same. I, I, I 100% agreed with him. Um, and then we kind of get into, like, you know, why do you feel like you have to make, you know, his girlfriends comfortable? Why did you have to speak to Luisa in Spanish? Like, why did you have to do all those things? And first of all, Veronica says that she spoke in Spanish because that was what made her, Luisa more comfortable. And he's like, did she tell you that? And she's like, yes. Y'all, I don't remember Luisa saying anything about being more comfortable speaking Spanish. I don't think she said that. I think Veronica is saying that she said that, but I don't think she said that. But nonetheless, I still don't have a problem with her speaking to her in Spanish. I don't give a shit. And he claims he doesn't give a shit after they say, like, oh, I moved on from that. But he didn't, no, he didn't. But she's like, that's just who I am. It's not about Tim's girlfriend. It's just how I am as a person. And the fact that you're questioning that she's like that's an in a moment kind of goes to show like you don't know me no girl he doesn't of course he doesn't know you he doesn't know you he doesn't care first of all but he's just like well are you his handler like do, do you need to like do like she's like what the fuck and she's like she doesn't care about tim like she cares about tim yes but she she like they like each other she really likes this dumbass. I don't understand why, but she does. And, you know, she's just like begging him to make a move and all of this. And I'm just trying to make her comfortable. That is all. Like, that is it. Like, come on now. And they, I guess at one point, she gets irritated by him and she slightly raises her voice. She's not even like yelling at him, but she slightly raises her voice. And he's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, oh my god, this fucking guy. And then they kind of get to the house at this point, pull into the house, and he's like, I just find it funny that like you can't take any kind of responsibility. And I'm like, wow, he's, he's an asshole. Anyway, Veronica's is over this whole thing. We get inside the house. She's like, it's always about Tim, Tim, Tim. It's always Tim this, Tim this. She's like, fuck Tim. This is enough. And She's like, you keep bringing up the Spanish thing. It's like, it's not about the Spanish anymore. She's like, well, then what's it about? Because that's what you said. It's You said it was about the Spanish. So then what's it about? And he's like, I moved past it. And she's like, clearly not. Like, what the hell? And he's like, well, are you going to be mad all night? Or because he probably wants to fuck before they leave. And she's like, yes. Yes, actually, I think I'm going to be mad all night. Karma's a bitch. And she's like, you started this. You started this. You, I gave you an answer that you weren't happy with and you kept going. You're the one who did this, not me. And he, 
And she's he's like, well, it's because you raised your voice at me. She's like, I wasn't raising my voice at you. Or mm, I think she actually does admit she probably slightly raised her she can't she was slightly raising her voice. And he's like, Well, I'm not gonna be treated like a child. And she's like, Wait, so you equate me raising my voice at you to you being a child? She's like, it has nothing to do with you being a child. He's like, well, I just don't think you need to raise your voice at me. She's like, maybe so. Maybe I don't need to raise my voice at you. But that has nothing to do with you being a child. That has everything to do with you are a man. I am a woman. You pissed me off. So I'm, I'm upset now. Like, what? <laughs> and he just keeps going on. Like, just in defiance is kind of me like, you need to raise your voice at me. So, like, like I'm, I'm just not going to talk anymore. And she's like, okay, great. I'm not going to talk anymore either. That's perfect. So I'm at me. We just won't be able to resolve anything because neither of us want to talk. At this point, she takes her mic pack off and she's like, I'm fucking done, guys. Like, you got it. I'm great. I'm going to go now. And he's like, so should I leave? And she's like, well, you're leaving anyways, aren't you? He's like, no, I'm on tonight. Should I leave tonight? And she's like, I don't care. You want to pack your shit? Pack your shit and go. I don't care. And she goes upstairs with her purse and she's gone. And he's like, feisty. He fucking loves this shit. But this is a kink for him. I don't think it's a kink for her. I think it's a kink for him. And it's not going to get him anywhere. But anyway, he's like, well, I'm just going to pack up my stuff, I guess. And I'm going to go to a hotel. And I said, you know what? I think that's probably for the best. But something tells me he doesn't leave. Something tells me Veronica is a little bit like me than how I was in my last relationship. Where I get mad and I just fuck it out instead. But I could see absolutely nowhere. I hope she's not like that. I'm not like that now. I'm not like that now. I don't do that now. Anyway, that's it for Veronica and Jamal. Let's quickly finish up with Debbie. Now, a lot here. So, we are just riding around in Miami, checking it all out. We're actually going to be going to his place. And she's going to be meeting his dad. Apparently, he is a primary caregiver for both of his parents. And she thinks that's amazing because if they stick together, he's going to have to take care of her too. And, um, yeah. So she's like, it's crazy that I'm going to be meeting his dad on the second date. Like, that's going to happen. She's like, you know, I like him. And this is going to either be me meeting the in-laws or, or pretty much like him meeting the in-laws of dad, meeting the in-laws or the outlaws. We're going to find out. <laughs> but she meets dad very briefly, kind of goes well. Um, but now they are going to go outside and leave dad to watch some. Um, boxing or something and they're just going to go to the backyard and uh, talk a little bit and we do find out here he's like after our date our last date he came home and mom had to go to the hospital because she had um a reaction potentially to, to chemotherapy she has cancer she has pancreatic cancer and i said oh no and I think we all know with pancreatic cancer, it's just wait, waiting game. And 
he's like, whatever time I have left with my parents, I want to spend it with my parents. So Chase says, he says to her, like, if this goes further, I mean, do you have to consider the fact that you'd have to live in Miami because he's not leaving his parents? Um, and she says, well, I figured that we would just take some time, get to know each other, put up, build up that foundation before she moves to anywhere. But again, that's Miami, not Morocco. And she doesn't want to rush into anything because of last time. And she's like, I want my brain and my heart to connect at the same time, not one or the other. And, um, but yeah, uh, Ruben says that he's going to be meeting Julian, Julian, uh, tomorrow. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't execute me in the process. And, um, she knows that, listen, if I tell Julian that he wants me to move to Miami at some point, he's going to lose his ever-loving shit. And I said, you know what? Yes, he is. But at least it's in America. It's not in Africa. It's not halfway across the fucking world. It's just in America. It's fine. And it's Florida. So maybe, you know, maybe he could just find a job in Florida. I'm sure the Miami-Dade police would need some help. <laughs> Sometimes the Miami-Dade police need help. But I guess we'll see how this next meeting goes. But that's it for this episode. So next time on, Tyree thinks that thick girls are it girls. And I said, yes, Tyree, we are. Anyway, John is ready to take the next step with Megan. But does Megan believe him? We'll see. Julian meets Ruben the Cuban and, uh, and uh he does uh, ask him but since mom doesn't ask the right questions have you committed any crimes <laughs> and natalie is deciding to take her life into her own hands and making some decisions and it looks like she's going into a fertility clinic so i think that's the best thing but anyways guys that is it for single life for this week. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review that helps our growth, which you can do on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at reality times two. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, at reality times two pod. And you can email us by going to reality times two on Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash reality times two. And also don't forget I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that 
by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next take podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye.